Welcome, Welcome to, to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner with an Eke and James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. Yep. Still ladylike. <laughs> yep. Still ladies. And still gay. <laughs> and always black. Work. This week on Minority Corner. Ooh, what are you talking about, James? James, James, James. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I dare you. Try to. But you can't. Um, James, James, me. James, 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 James. Okay, all right. Well, it's worn out. Um, yeah. I'm talking, mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about all the way from across from Europe. I'm talking about feminism. Oh. That's right. I'm doing it up. Oh. I know I have a dick, but I care. All right. I'm into it. A little international allyship. Absolutely. And talking about masculinity. Mmm. Mixing it up. Can't have one without the other. Uh, it's true. It's very true. And I'm talking about, since it's the summer, right? And it's 2016. Summer, 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 summertime. Which means... Summertime. Time to take off your tops. Oh. Yeah, you can take your top off if you want. At the Olympics. (laughs) And take your bottoms off. Everybody just gets naked in the summer, especially in Rio. It's going to be hot and sexy. (laughs) Where it's carnival all the time. (laughs) Basically. Just well, it's going to be the Carnival of Olympics. Oh, so I can't wait to hear. I'm going to be talking about how much sex they're having. Black Olympians. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. Awesome. Summertime, summer, summer, summertime. It should be good. Time should to get some summer loving, some summer pops, some summer dumplings. Is that a thing? I don't know if I would want to eat a dumpling in the summertime because it's hot. Okay. But what if you freeze it first? A frozen dumpling. We'll find out on Minority Corner. (laughs) James, a frozen dumpling sounds disgusting. Um, I'm not a chef and neither are you. So let's test it out. I've also been marathoning Top Chef, so maybe I'm a little little I I, I retract my statement. It (laughs) does make you an expert. So I'm sorry. I I stepped out of bounds. So here we go for another rousing international episode of Minority Corner. Let's go. some very different time zones today. We are, because we are doing this not only across the country, we are doing this across the world right now. fucking world, absolutely. I'm back in Amsterdam, so there's a comfortable nine-hour time difference. I just woke up. (laughs) I'm about to go to bed. (laughs) Perfect. And together, we are Minority Corner International. (laughs) Cracked out edition. James looks fresh. He's got a haircut all set up. He has a cute little shirt on. He, the sun is shining behind him. It just looks beautiful. And meanwhile, I'm like dungeon goddess dead eyes over here. Like, I am With dead eyes. With some cute nails and a dog audience yeah. who looked at you and farted at you recently. <laughs> Zelda, my dog. First of all, I just also want to say that Aneke, like, she was like, before we get started, can we just talk offline? I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Is this, <laughs> do we have, is this are we breaking up? What's going on? She's like... Your eyebrows, they look fierce. Did you do something with them? They look good, y'all. They're like popping right now. They are like shimmering at me from across the internet. Um, I've done nothing to them. They're the same old thing. But I will tell you that my boyfriend did get by me like a super silk masterpiece pillow that I've been sleeping on since Mm -hmm. I've been here. So I think I just wake up camera ready. Oh, you did. You have been smoothed. 
by the sweet, yeah. silky nature of a silken pillowcase, which, by the way, is an old black lady's guide to looking young. Oh, see? Secrets, finding it mm-hmm. out. Do it now. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, blacks, whites, everyone in between. What? We all deserve to look young, fresh, and camera ready at all times, because you never know. This reality television generation has gotten out of control because you can wake up and all of a sudden you're like, what? I'm on, my wife is cheating on me. Oh my lord. <laughs> Good thing I look ready for the camera. Uh, who's your wife? When, when? <laughs> I, that's the thing. That's part of the twist. I didn't even know I was married to I a know. woman. This is a I'm lot. Gay. So this is, you just got to be ready. Ready at all times for a reality camera. Just ready. Camera which, ready. All the which time. I think is the best advertisement for a silken pillowcase. Just, <laughs> be ready. Just be ready. You never be know. Be ready. When that reality show's going to come and you don't, scare you the living. You just never know when it's your 15 minutes are, are ready to go. You just need to be ready. And that's the tagline. So Basically, just is. wrap your face in silk until you see a camera. <laughs> just be ready. Happy Heterosexual Pride Day. Aneke, what did you do for Heterosexual Pride? Gross. What did you do? Well, for Heterosexual Pride Day, I decided to watch the White Entertainment <laughs> Television Network. Which, which channel is that? <laughs> the, you know, the one that everybody asks, why doesn't it exist? Because we have Black Entertainment Television. Oh, you mean all the other channels aside from BET. And, oh, what's the other one? Exactly. One Network? We have two networks. There's one. Oh, one's a Black People Network? It's Yeah, they like, play like episodes of martin what how come i've never heard of this is this an amsterdam thing no it's not here at all and they have like episodes they have living it up with patty labelle living it up with patty labelle i need to watch this and that theme song comes on and on all the time she's just like living it living it up with patty labelle living it up every time they go to a commercial break and she's like I'm gonna make these green beans and then it cuts into living it up a pat of the bow I watched so you're missing out I watched a cooking episode with Patty LaBelle and she straight mm. up in the middle of making some crab cakes paused to <laughs> clean out crab from under her fingernails oh and they just kept the cameras rolling yes. and did not edit that out no <laughs> she was like they need to see it how I'm living it's it real. up I'm patting the bow I love Patty LaBelle because once when I was also another Patty LaBelle story when i was a kid my mom took me to the concert and she straight up during the middle of her concert they pull out a couch stopped and took oh pulled out a couch she sits on the couch then they pull out a crab from her fingernails no even better pull out a drawer and then they pick a man from the state from the audience he comes up she gives him a lap dance and then he picks out some high heel shoes for her to wear and she changed okay. her shoes, and then they escorted him off the stage. <laughs> Much different than when Janet Jackson picks up a man yeah. from the audience and, like, freaks him something nasty, and he, like, comes in his pants, like, on stage. She, like, ties him up and does, spanks him and all kinds of stuff. Much different. Meanwhile, Patti LaBelle's like, pick me out some nice shoes. Also, Patti LaBelle is on American Horror Story Freak Show. I know I'm, like, two years behind, but my boyfriend and I just started watching. I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, she's in it. Oh. She's just, like... Given lots of side eye. Because she's playing like a housekeeper in the 50s to these rich oh. white folks. And she's. But her eyelashes look fierce. Oh, wait, anyways, back to your heterosexual pride day. Oh, God. Oh, which is every day. Okay. Just Joke like over. how every single network is white entertainment television network. Y'all, 
Every you, day is heterosexual pride day. You guys don't people, need a parade for that. Straight people, come on. From Take it from this yeah, straight person. Little, Just come yeah. on. Really? You don't need it. There's CNN uh, writer LZ Granderson. He put it He put it in this sense. He said, you know, great, gay pride was not born out of a need to celebrate not being straight, but outright to exist without prosecution. So maybe instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pride month or movement, straight people should be thankful they don't need one. These are basic concepts. Why don't people get this? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. So just letting you know, put your flags down. Get your what parade. Flag? Put it away. American yeah, what flag? flag? Oh, Basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess like this year it had more of a turnout because last year there were just two people who showed out to Pride, a uh, straight Pride. And then maybe this year there was maybe a few more. I don't know. I didn't see the numbers. It was just stupid. It was a hashtag going all over the place. This existed last year too? Jesus. Yeah, it was one of the Quizlet corners. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> and you got it right because I said like millions of people flocked to straight Pride. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> people showed up. I think one guy was just walking by and he was like, oh. I guess I'll do this. No, he's like, shit. I'm going to go. I just wanted some milk. (laughs) There were more reporters that showed up to the actual event last year. Like, Stupid. And like, I, when you and I first hopped online, you were a little bummed. Yeah, I'm, I'm beaten down, y'all. I am. What's going on? I've been out of the country for a week, so catch me up. Well, all you really needed to know about is today, because there's been two, um, Shootings, police shootings of black men today. Um, the first one. Oh, two in one day. Two in yeah. one day, less than 24 hours, which is just like, Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, first one, Alton Sterling. He um, was in Louisiana, which, by the way, just passed the Blue Lives Matter legislation protecting. Uh cops legislation oh yeah to protect cops because they need more protection i don't they can't they can still i mean mind you tamir rice young 12 year old boy who was shot by a police cop within like seconds the police cop got Mm -hmm. out shot this 12 year old boy who was playing with a toy gun and that cop got off i know so what other protections do they need (sighs) they don't need any protection it's really it's just disappointing and painful and I don't know. It's hard to be on Facebook. You know, like, I'm, I want everybody mm. to do, to promote, to spread, to be an ally, to support like we do when all of these tragedies that just seem like they're speeding up this year even more. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, and you know what, I'm going to just talk to black people right now. We need to take care of ourselves because... Mm-hmm. It's even hard. Like, there's the second shooting that happened in Falcon Heights. Um, mm-hmm. There was there's a video, and um, the the gentleman. A lot of people were circulating that video around, right? Yeah, it's like, all it's, over. And it's pretty graphic. I can't watch it. Like, it's very graphic. And both both videos from today are super graphic. And and I'm conflicted because a piece of me is like, I want these. I I don't want people to shy away from these images. Like, the fact that the Vietnam War was such a protested war and was so contested is because cameras were there and were showing the atrocities. But personally... even, like, and Bloody Sunday. Like, Bloody Sunday was was televised, and that's what made people, like, wake up. Right, exactly. So I, I, I feel like I'm conflicted because I want this to be in people's faces. But then another piece of me is me personally, as a black person... It, it it 
it's traumatic. Mm. It's painful to see this sort of stuff, especially around this time period. And and I don't know if I'm being dramatic or not, but there's a lot of illegal fireworks that have been going on lately. And even today, what's the day? Like the 6th? So it's like two days after Mm -hmm. the 4th of July, and there's still illegal fireworks popping off every once in a while. But with everything happening, and I'm seeing these images, and every once in a while I'll hear a pop that sounds very much like a gunshot, it just affects Mm -hmm. me. And and it's my... I relate because I share a black body, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just... Mm -hmm. There needs I I'm I'm begging those of you who are strong allies out there who are championing us let's also keep in mind that that black people are seeing these things too and let's be a little I don't know add some sensitivity to it as well maybe add like this is here's a warning you know mm-hmm. Like trigger warning or something. Yeah. I think in general, I do think that especially um, white folks, just because they're not as targeted as black folks, mm-hmm. um, should watch these images and be horrified right. about it. Because again, like, you know, black folks can't be the only ones trying to fight for these rights and things. In the same way, the civil rights movement, like it took people, when I talk about Bloody Sunday, that was the day when Martin Luther King and a bunch of uh, protesters were walking across that bridge in Alabama. It was, this moment was seen in, in Selma and right. that was like a huge wake up call to white America to be like, whoa, this is the shit that is actually happening. Exactly. The revolution was starting to be televised. And I want to throw this little fact I picked up too. 114 black men have been killed publicly by the police in 2016 alone to this day. Yeah, now it's 116. 116. And there's only been 186 days of the year so far. So it's almost like it's sort of every day. And that's just black men. And that's not including the black women who've died in custody, Mm -hmm. um, transgendered folks, and also like, you know, any Latinos or other white folks as well. Exactly. So large numbers of people who are being killed by people who are supposed to serve and protect. So where are our laws and legislations protecting us from the mil- like our militarized police? Right. And I'm sorry you're having to hear. I can't. I'm so glad I was out of the country for Fourth of July because I can't handle all those fireworks that sound like gunshots, and it could be a gunshot. Right. And you just, especially if you're just hearing pop, 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 and you could just think like, oh, it's just a firework. Nope, it's a mass shooter from anything. You never know. Um, you actually bring up a good point, and I'm so glad that you brought up the statistics. I'm going to do a quick little plug for another podcast that I really enjoy that doesn't need a plug, but just in case you guys haven't heard of it, 99% Invisible is this, is this amazing podcast that I listen to, and they have this episode called The Blazer Experiment, and they basically go through the history of police, how certain departments tried to move away from the um military-esque nature of it and then how Mm -hmm. other um department or places move towards it um how police became like a military type of way how violence um occurs and started and the culture of that and i felt it really informative for me because i've always been like how the hell did this happen you know Mm -hmm. how did we get to this point so where they're like getting military grade weapons from like oh, yeah. you know, the military needs to sell, sell these grenade launchers and the right. police department's like I'll take that. It's all basically Nixon, dude. No police department needs a grenade so, launcher. So yeah. please listen to that. It's called the Blazer Experiment and it's ninety nine percent invisible. If you want to know the root 
of a lot of this violence that we're experiencing right now from police officers and police departments. And also it gives a good perspective of um, that there are police officers out there trying to make a difference. And maybe we should, when we vote mm-hmm. for things and throw our support or behind individuals that are that are in those mind scapes that's a terrible mindscape no (laughs) let's all be a part of the same mindscape absolutely (laughs) agreed and you know also speaking about being in the same mindscape i do want to point out because we always i feel like we just have like we should just have like trauma in the world corner where we talk about the shootings from police or mass shootings are happening in a country or terrorist attacks because also just to point out that there were the attacks that happened in bangladesh um in baghdad 140 were killed and in istanbul 41 were killed and 239 injured and i don't know i mean it seems like all these places around the world are being attacked from the same common enemy and it just has been noticeable worldwide you don't see the same sort of we are Istanbul or we are, you know, Baghdad mm-hmm. in the same way that you've seen when other when it happens to France or when it happened to uh, over in Belgium. Um, mm-hmm. That same when you're talking about that same mindscape thing, we all are being affected by the same sort of common enemy and just being aware and to look at like, whoa, all right, uh, technical glitch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just think I got had been bombed by ISIS? I was talking about ISIS, and then I disappeared. Well, and my computer froze. They cut me off. That's what happened. I know you're listening. Fuck you guys. Oh my god. Well, you didn't make it an enemy. You didn't go away. Oh. You froze. My computer <laughs> shut the fuck down. And I was like, they shut me down. And then Aneke proceeded to have like a 20 minute hair conversation with my boyfriend. Important it stuff. Went, yeah. All right. Well, we're all caught up. Anyways, I don't know what I was talking about, but you know. Folks are dying. Pay attention. Speaking of, there's a new yes. We Are the World song out. Okay, explain. Called Hands. Hands? Yes. <laughs> Before you get all side-eyed judgy. <laughs> I know. I'm just having... I'm, I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm keeping yeah. an open mind. It's the new... It's the new We Are the World song. Uh, it's in... It's in... Um, it's in response to Orlando, and it has a million celebrities and voices on it, from Mary J. Blige, Jason Derulo, Britney Spears, Tyler Glenn, Selena Gomez, uh, Imagine Who Dragons. Who is Tyler Glenn? <laughs> you know, Tyler Glenn. I thought that you were going to know who that was, and I was like... I like how you I, slipped I like, <laughs> that under the radar. You were trying so hard. I was like, maybe I'm just old and out of touch. <laughs> Glenn. You know, Tyler Glenn. I think he slipped oh, his yeah. name into the middle of mix. He's between I would do Britney that. Spears and Selena Gomez. I would do that. I'd be like, you yeah, know, we like, Beyonce, oh. Rihanna, <laughs> Annette Fitz Clark, Kanye West, JC. <laughs> you're going to say JC Chazé? I don't even think he could make his name into this list. Um, Mary Lambert. I know who that is. And I know Ad- who that is. I don't. I know who Adam Lambert is, who is also on the track. Um, Both Lamberts. Okay, Mary Lambert is the one that was on the Macklemore track. The, like, the love mm. one, the, like, um... She keeps oh, me like, warm. Love, love yourself. They're gay. Wanted to. Leave them alone. They're gay. Yeah. Leave them alone. Be yourself. Something yeah, like that, Yeah, right? exactly. Um... Jennifer Lopez, the trans chorus of Los Angeles. No. Some letters, M-N-E-K, Pink, Prince Royce, a lot of people, RuPaul, 
Everyone in the mob. Gwen Stefani, Megan Trainor. Damn, they got RuPaul's cranky ass on that track. She was like, I got to sing on this. <laughs> and then she was like, but am I really singing? It's, we're all just sacks of meat. And then she goes off into her own verse. But anyways, all the proceeds are going to um, uh, all the families and all the crisis going towards Orlando. It's a beautiful song. That's good. Yeah. So, I love it. Um, just keep in mind, you know, there's things happening all over the place. And I think if we're going to support one country, we really just need to band together and support all, even England. But that's all I'll say on the matter of that. <laughs> yeah. just time for the opening. I, okay. Just so we're going to bring it up. Brexit or bre- Brex, what is it? Brexit? Brexit. I would love some Brexit this morning. It sounds like my breakfast. Yeah, I saw that. Like, oh, what'd you have this morning? Some Brexit. So frosted Brexit is basically what happens when xenophobia goes wrong. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's true. But- yep. So vote. Yeah. That shit is right around the corner from us. So good call. Good call. Xenophobia yeah. in action. And when that's, when's that happening? Your economy is going to fail and all of your folks are going to starve because the world is moving towards a more world globalization type place. And not globalization in the scary way, but in the way like we're all, the world's a very small place with social media and we all got to band together and just live together. The world is, it's a much smaller place. So stop being crazy. I know. Come on. And love your neighbor, support people. And can we please stop shooting people? Yeah, Can we please that's... just like I'm so sick of all of Absolutely. and it sounds hella Pollyanna, but I honestly believe that that if we all start making a conscious effort to be less closed off and more open, there might be some hope. There I might agree. Be. Thank you, Pollyanna. Um, wait, I thought Pollyanna was like some dramatic bitch who was like, well, some dramatic lady. I don't no. know her like that, so I can't call her my bitch. But <laughs> um, I thought she was like. There's no. no more mayonnaise. Pollyanna is very much like a gee golly, sir. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> so oh be- gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. It's just this- a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's just annoying. Like she's not being like, love each other, everybody. Like that's helpful. <laughs> she's just like, look at this poppy. <laughs> and that I just want to punch her. Like yeah, there's a puppy. Big deal, girl. Okay, so I'm not Pollyanna. No, no, no. not at all. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to your corner. I'm excited. I don't I Ooh, forgot okay. what we're talking about, but I'm just chicka, excited chicka, chicka, in general. That's my um. It's your hint. Your hint into the corner. Your segue. I love it. Yeah, that's my little samba samba dance to the Olympics. Well, let's samba on over to the Olympiados. Olympicas. The power of Christ compels you. I don't know. I just went with it. Wow. Was this, that... this is getting dark. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to the Olympics, Rio. Woo! Ooh, watch out for that Zika. Here's condoms, everybody, because you're going to fuck each other. You're horny and you're hot. Watch out for the poop water. Also, did you see that, like, the men's soccer team in Brazil is dangerously so, hot? Like, hmm. dangerously hot. 
Oh, I believe it. I, I Be careful, everybody. I'm a married woman now. I can't look at that. I mean, actually... That's just... <laughs> me too. I was like, I should not look at these photos because I'm in a loving relationship and I might run off to Rio and marry the entire soccer team. So, watch but, out, folks. They're who, out there and they're dangerously oh hot. Oh my god, Uh-oh. I gotta check that <laughs> I'm out. I'm getting some pouty arms from my boyfriend. It's easier recording when I'm across the, con- across the ocean because then I can say things and... He's not looking at me like he's going to murder me. I love you. Um, it's called That's Why I Wait Until Andrew Goes to Work for me to record. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Note to self, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Not that Andrew really cares. He would probably just be like, yeah, get it. <laughs> that was a terrible impersonation of Andrew. Andrew does not sound but like I, that. I know he doesn't, but I just love it. <laughs> Our go-to impressions for anybody is just Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's Jennifer Hudson, Fat Albert. <laughs> okay. All right. So. We digress. The Olympics. So, basically, mm-hmm. history has been made for the 2016 oh. Olympics. Yes. And Love it. that history comes in the form of two black women, Leah Neal and Simone Manuel, who are the first two black women to make the Olympic swim team um, at the same time. This is amazing because it's proving that we knew all along black folks can swim. So take that. We're in the Olympics swimming well. Get that. Um, I don't know how to swim. But, but I do, and, it, <laughs> and that's okay. We're diverse people, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, um, along with them, who I'm gonna watch, and it's gonna be amazing. Everybody is just like a blaze over um, Gabby Douglas and what's the, the other one's? Bucket? I feel like Gabby is a very common name for Black American Olympic stars. Well, and also actresses because there's Gabby What's Her Bucket from American Horror Story and and Precious and Gabrielle Union, which I yeah. call her Gabby and Gab Gabs for short. So okay, oh, and Simone Biles, she's the other gymnastic um, superstar who is amazing. Everybody, please go Google one of her floor routines. You will be blown out of the water. She looks like a superhero bouncing around and flipping all crazy. Mm-hmm. So the four of these wonderful, amazing women got me thinking, like, you know, I've always kind of wondered about um, black people in the Olympics because we tend to dominate in track and field. And we know about Jesse Owens, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jesse Owens is totally known for the 1936 Olympics in Berlin <clears throat> because he took home four gold medals. And this was when the Olympics were held in Nazi Germany, which is a, a mm-hmm. weird point of time. <laughs> which is like, I mean, like nowadays they're like, listen, if you're fucked up to animals, we're not going to let you have your Olympics here. Or like, it's so weird that like I mean, the world just pulled up, pushed ahead. I and know. And didn't make <clears throat> Nazi Germany stop all their crazy shit. It almost feels like the Olympics has a history of picking the most difficult place to host right but i will say sometimes like in the case of china they made china do a lot of environmentally sound they had to meet certain requirements for the olympics to happen there so sometimes they like push and say like listen you need to do this otherwise we are not coming to your crazy place yeah which is good but i remember last time at the um the one in russia 
it oh, was yeah. terrible, right? Like, there was, it ruined the infrastructure. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some, right? <laughs> yeah, they need to, just go to Fresno, California. That's where y'all need to head. Olympics, Fresno. We love Fresno. y'all in Fresno. We love you guys. <laughs> Listen, people who live in Fresno know what I'm talking about. You guys need the Olympics more than anyone. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read 17 African-American athletes who um, defied history and were celebrated during the Olympics through time. Okay. Through time. Okay. I'm li- yeah. Is Patty LaBelle on there? I'm living it up through time. Patty LaBelle. <laughs> Actually, um, she is okay, on I'm there. Gonna <laughs> reverse, reverse. Okay. So Jesse Owens wasn't the so Jesse Owens wasn't the only African American athlete to make history in the 1936 Olympics. There were 17 others that oh. competed in Nazi Germany and succeeded. So I'm going to read their names and let's just you know celebrate them because there were 17 in that one Olympics. You never hear about yeah. that. Wait, Aneke, right? celebrate people, black people outside of February? You're crazy, girl, <laughs> but I'll go with it. <laughs> I know. She's crazy, y'all. Hold on to your butts, y'all. I'm about to do something out of the ordinary. <laughs> okay, so there was David Al Britton. He won the silver medal for the high jump. Oh, jump it up. And there's a creepy-ass picture of him on the pedestal. He's wearing, like... You know, a laurel wreath with his, like, 1930s kind of podunk USA sweats. Like, they literally uh-huh. just say USA on the front. And then next to them are a bunch of, like, Nazis doing the mm. Nazi salute. Ugh, my heart. I don't... I, okay. Next one. I'm scared. <laughs> but he became a, a state senator, which is oh, kind of cool. Him. You um, would say... You might even say he jumped to the top. <laughs> oh, puns. Just keep Living them coming. Up. I'm paddling the bail. Actually, that one would have worked better with this one. So Cornelius Johnson, mm-hmm. he was a gold medalist for the high jump. Oh, what did he do afterwards? Does not say, but the Germans were very um, interested in him because he was seven foot, seven feet tall. So they were trying to convert him into like Nazi Germany. They were like, Come I know, I don't think he would work. Yeah, but he wasn't quite the skin color they were looking for at the time. <laughs> they're shopping around um there Got was you. also ralph metcalf he was the four um hundred meter relay he won gold for that and then silver for the hundred medal dash he became a congressman oh, oh you might even <laughs> say he ran to the front <laughs> yep there we go <laughs> he ran ahead <laughs> Oh, my God, in 1936, James, the to first Congress. black American woman to compete was um, Tide Pickett for the 80-meter meter hur- hurdles. Get it. And there's a little picture you of her laughing. Hurdle it up. I guess the rest of her team, they look like they're on a boat. She's wearing a little cute beret. Aww. Yes. Care- hashtag carefree black girl. She was doing it before. She was mm-hmm. doing it. She was doing that. Hashtag And it. then there was Mac Robinson, silver medal for... The 200-meter dash. What a track. We like to run. We're runners. And I can make all kinds of terrible things. Oh, my God. You, get, you know what happened. He was Jackie Robinson's brother. Oh. He's, so, he's like the Solange Knowles of the Olympics. Yeah, Mac Robinson. <laughs> because he, his brother was Beyonce, and he's Solange, and nobody knows about him. Like, 100 years from now, people know Beyonce, but they'll be like, Solange, I don't... Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knows Jackie Robinson, but nobody knows Mac Robinson. Nope. 
Let's Who? give him some credit. He actually went to Nazi Germany to compete in the Olympics. This is like a big ass deal. Yeah. Archibald Williams. I'm just in love with these names. These are uh, all yes. my future babies. Yes, Archibald. Mm-hmm. 400 meter run gold. Run. Notice how we're like all of these people are getting freaking hell of awards. Um, so Archibald William became a Tuskegee Airman. Work. Yes. And he also went to UC Berkeley. Oh. That's like right right across the street from you. Mm-hmm. Our UC cousin. So that, I just wanted to share those names because it's always good to share names of, we share those that we want to honor. Yeah. And who has given up their life for, you know, because of police brutality. But we also want to share names of those who have triumphed. Yeah. And paved the way for us even like, they ran so we could have this podcast. That's literally what they were running for. They were like, one day there needs to be a minority corner. And I'm yes. going to run for it. I'm going to run this track. Yes. I'm going to run for office. I'm going to run for everything. I'm going to run to the Tiger. I'm going to run to the grocery <laughs> store. I'm going to run for all the things, whatever you need. I wonder, though, is this what gave... I have so many... I have questions that we don't necessarily... We're not, I'm just going to put these questions out there. I think, one, yeah, this probably got the worldwide it. attention of black... Like, wow, look how athletic you know black folks are. Which ain't no surprise there. That's why they wanted to enslave us, because they were like, look how strong these people are. Now go do all these things for me. Oh, well, yeah. And then also, but wait, though, you got to also think about this, too. We are strong people, but that's by process of elimination in a sad, depressing way. You aren't going to make it if you're a weak person, if you're in slavery. True. Or even back in, like, sad caveman days, it was, like, Darwinism, I guess. Or, like, you know, like, we... Yeah. You don't get eaten by that lion. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to wrestle the fuck out of Mufasa. Oh, no, no, no. We'll wrestle the fuck out of Scar. Oh, wait, no, he was gay. We'll wrestle the fuck out of, um, what's that mean tiger or that mean in the jungle book? We're getting <laughs> out of hand. It's, it's Shere Khan. Fuck you, we Shere Khan. All, we're going to wrestle the fuck out of you. over the place right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to give props to my peoples. It's true. But just saying, that's how strong we are. We wrestle the fuck out of... We don't don't wrestle. We beat lions down. It's true. Not anymore, because it's, you know, inhumane. But back in the day, to survive. We're living our lives right now. Did it without guns, folks. We didn't need no guns to go around. Exactly. Just a little hammer. You don't... Oh, God. I'm just so sick of people getting shot. Oh, I'm sorry to bring it back there, but it's true. It's, uh... I mean, for, we can look to these, these people who are facing adversity back at home in the, in the United States with segregation and black people weren't able to really live their, living conditions for black people in 1936 were a hundred times worse than they are now. And they were able to go to Nazi Germany, which is horrifying Mm -hmm. and compete and succeed so let that be some guiding light for us right now i'm gonna use it yeah they're a great inspiration you're absolutely right like in the face of adversity like fucking march right through it so yay in honor of the olympics uh go everyone usa usa i don't know see i'm over here in europe so i don't know who to cheer for just start chanting it really loud. I dare. <laughs> do you want me? People? No, no, because I don't. now people I don't. associate. If there was a California team, I would. 
Um, yeah, it's true. Which I want to also point out that California. This is way off topic, but California is now mm-hmm. I think the sixth largest econ- the sixth or fifth largest economy in the world. Mm-hmm. If you just take us out of the U.S. and we got that way after our failed governor who signed our graduation. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, the governator? The governator. Um, so how did we get that way? We r- raised the taxes on the rich, and then, uh, surprise, our economy went up. And whereas states like Louisiana, who are uh, <laughs> need to live it up like Patti LaBelle because they're <laughs> living it down, um, oh my God. They, did, they put more taxes in for triple-down effect, and surprise, their economy is in the shitter. I think it's them and Kansas. So they have, like, a huge, huge deficit so Look at you. you read in the wall street journal this is like you no know, i just gotta keep an eye on where my monies are my stocks my you know my golds my silvers my, hey my i appreciate that buy sell buy sell buy sell buy trade sell that's me you know <laughs> anyways get out there um get your stocks wait what was this i'm so lost just go watch the olympics support oh, all the yeah, new yeah. generation of black athletes that are out there competing in non-traditional roles like gymnastics and swimming which yeah. is awesome i love it super well i'm gonna i'm gonna watch and i'm gonna i'm gonna chant right. go black people go black go people black. <laughs> Coming up next, yes. I'm doing it up like I am Patty LaBelle herself, and I am talking about <laughs> feminism. Who's in, who's out? I hope I'm in. Am I in? Find out. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, listen, ladies, if you're listening, you can tune out for the next 20 minutes. Just let this play. <laughs> because this Okay, bye. <laughs> I am not speaking to you, and I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just mean that I'm talking to all the dudes, all the dudes. If you Is it dudes with a Z? Yes, dudes with a Z. If you identify as a dude, you need to listen up. Because I've been talking about this listen for... Up. I talked about this a little bit, like, months ago... Um, we talked about rape culture in America and specifically in the mm-hmm. military. Um, but we need to have a conversation about masculinity and how men mm. can be feminist. Um, because mm. there's no reason why it's just the ladies talking about these issues because these people are your sisters, your mothers, um, your friends, your coworkers. People. Um, your bosses. Just people. And, oh, yeah, yeah. They're people. Yes. <laughs> Just listing all the things. That My girl God. who's in the laundromat, the bus driver, <laughs> the uh, stripper. They're the people. So, yes. I, I was, I just, and I, especially because I had, we have a friend who was recently, like, publicly, she was recently publicly um, sexually assaulted. And oh, yeah. I just was enraged that for one this happened two this was for reality and yeah and 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 there was also a guy stood by and did nothing and so we need to come back and have a conversation about what it means to be a man and i'm also going to be talking i'm not talking to just straight dudes yep gays i'm talking about you too because Mm. i have been you know i remember i was at fire island with my boyfriend i had been you know groped by some dudes, and my boyfriend was not okay with it. He almost murdered someone, and then would have been deported. And just because a woman's got, you know, her short red dress on, her red skirt on, her heels, or some dudes got his shirt off, because 
He's feeling good, feeling sexy. It is not an open invitation to come up and grope them or touch them. Someone looking fly, feeling sexy, has nothing to do with you, and they're wanting you. It's not an invitation or anything. It's not okay to touch other people. Without permission. And men have a tendency to just go off and, and, and do this, and even in the gay community. And I would tell you this, that like as a gay black mm-hmm. man growing up, not thinking that I was attractive, Aww. because there's not representations of myself right. In the media. Mm-hmm. So when you get sort of any sort of attention, it's like, oh, wow, you're kind of looking at me and you're kind of, it's like deer in headlights. And I feel like you're kind of taught, especially in the gay culture, to like, you know, just take it or like, are you approved? Oh, you know, and you just kind of like yeah. have to giggle it off. That's how it is and- with women as well. I mean, and it's not always just like, it, it, it could be as innocuous as somebody grabbing your hand. I've had that so many times where a stranger will try and get my attention and will literally grab me. That's not okay. Right. And it, it's I find it very sort of shocking and my brain never really fully knows how to respond or react to it. And so I just kind of get like deer and headlights. I wish I could like, just pee on them. You wish you could pee? Like, it's just like... <laughs> Just, just like immediate response. Lift up your leg and just like, bam. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Because that would be the only way for them to be like, oh my God, what did I do? I just am afraid of like, this dude would be like, I'm into it. And he took it as the wrong way. I know. So we need to teach men oh, what yeah. it means to be a man. And in the UK, there is this program called the Man Cave. Um, and it was started for a number of... <laughs> we go with <laughs> Brexit. Here we go. No. It's a good Here comes watch. Hell now. No. Turn that side eye upside down or okay. from left to right, back to center. So there's this. Now I'm like one of those cat, cat clocks. Yes. Cat clock me. So there's this condition called, um, I can't pronounce this because I'm not a doctor, um, but it's called alexithemia, which sounds like a pretty thing I want to name my daughter. It's like Alex. Please don't. Ithemia. I shouldn't, because it means it's a condition when you don't have words to describe your feelings. And many men and young boys <laughs> lack the language to make sense of their the emotions swirling in, around inside them. And that's why yeah. they're just fucked up messes, and they lead to... they have Men have a higher rate of suicide, and think about all the violence that men are incurring because you know all these shootings and shit mostly dudes Mm -hmm. because they can't express their feelings and they're not in a society where they're able to talk how to even deal and process with that you know i actually um saw i read in um a study where men and women were tested for their emotional recognition Mm -hmm. and men tested faster than women like they feel most emotion faster than women but because of the fucking society men are forced to stifle it down and don't have the language for it yeah and they most of the time you ask them how they're doing they're just like "Hmm, i'm fine so i was uh co-founded by the man cave by uh hunger johnson sounds like a porno man cave with hunger johnson (laughs) and jammin hunger and jammin jammin happle Anyways, they're doing good work, so I'm sorry to make fun of your name. Okay, okay, sorry. But they're just deconstructing uh, machoism and encouraging emotional intelligence in classrooms for boys age 14 to 18. So it's a course that they're doing uh, for young boys. And mm. um, they, you know, through these things, they discovered the link between hypermasculinity and mental health, which oh. you know affect all these things that we just talked about with men and not being able to handle their emotions. And if you ask a bunch of young boys, when they would ask a bunch of young boys, they're like, what defines masculineness? And they're like, 
having facial hair, being buff, getting heaps of chicks, dealing with shit. Oh, wait, they're British, so it'd be like, having facial hair, being buff, getting heaps of chicks, dealing with this shit. Do they really say this stuff? It sounds like cartoon caveman stuff. No, dealing with shit. That's like that's their last one. And then dealing with shit. And then exploring how young boys look at women. Bitch, slut, fag. So I love that fag was thrown into really? it. That they call women fags. That makes no sense. All right. <laughs> You're so gay, ladies. Because again, we're associating, and I'm gonna talk about this later, but. You're associating things of femininity as weaker, as right. stupid, as less than. <clears throat> Negative. And I'm going to talk about this within the gay community, too. Mm. So, you know, and we all know, you know, masculinity does not equate big muscles, toughness, um, and being a woman does not equate weakness and vulnerability. That's right. I'm hella strong. So also, they discuss violence against women in these programs. So that's just, the, I just wanted to show, there's a lot of um, side-eye towards England. So I wanted to just say, hey, England, this is something that you're doing right. So keep it up. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But this was ba- let's balance it out. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to talk about this in. I'm, this is why I said anybody who identifies as a dude, because I want to include gays into this patriarchal bullshit as well. Also, um, F to M. That's why I said anybody um, who identifies as a dude. Yeah. If you, this, I'm mm-hmm. including anybody. You identify as a dude. This is for you, um, because we're Listen all up. being affected by this patriarchal bullshit and. I'm talking about right. the gay community, there's a huge sort of hate against people like they who are called femmes or or, or feminine gays within the community, and mm. I think in a long way, a long ways, like all like wake up, like Orlando should be a huge wake up call for our community because those bullets were not discriminating against who was more queenier than the other, you know? Right. It didn't matter if you're like, mm-hmm. hey girl, or you were like, hey dude, what's up? It didn't matter. Those bullets did not discriminate. This was uh, all of us who were affected by this. So looking at the mm. community, there's a lot of... And it's these... I, I am just so over these fucking apps. I think that they... Uh, I just... I think they're doing more damage to our community than... What apps other. are... Oh, you mean like, like Grindr and Scruff and that sort of stuff? Because what we're seeing here on these apps is, you know, like, you know, mask four with the number four, mask for, mm-hmm. mask, for mask, or no femmes, straight acting... And on these dumb hookup apps who we've known, we've seen that they've been, you know, deliberately hurtful towards, you know, like racist and, and, yeah. and there's fucking what awful the about a community that really should be about sticking together. And there's, I think there's a better way to say it. And I think, and yeah, some can just say like, well, I'm really streamlining, you know, what it is that my interest is. But if you're looking at this, you know, this is a world where like sex is currency and it then means mm-hmm. that feminine gay men are worthless, you know? Like, you're not manly yeah. enough for me. And it's one thing if, like, listen, if I'm looking at porn and there's a specific thing that I want to use to get off to and I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch, you know... Like t- like a guy in a chicken suit? Yeah. You know, yeah, he, but, he's yeah. not getting offended or he's not having any effect on that, right? Like, he doesn't know that right. I just changed the channel, you know? Or maybe right. I should maybe try broadening my horizons and try jerking off to this chicken man costume to see if I'm into it. I don't know. I might surprise myself. You never know. Myself, you might like challenge it. Challenge myself, right? But the thing is, right. is that you're dealing with, what people don't realize is that you're dealing with actual human beings on the other end of those apps. So have right. that respect and courteousness of when you, in your chat and you're saying these hurtful things to, and people are reading this and they're saying what I am is not good enough. And there's reasons behind this. 
So again, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. You know, now gay femmes are considered low man on the totem pole, and it is absolute patriarchy. You're saying anything that is ladylike is weak. It's stupid. Fuck off. I'm not right. interested in it. And right. you know, it's really the opposite. It's and then so it's sort of the opposite of pride. Like, how can we be prideful as a full community if we're only glorifying one specific thing? And the sad thing is, the thing that we're glorifying specifically, what most of you, what we're mostly seeing on these apps, is buff straight acting white dudes like the the, same and, yeah and, you, and challenge this fuck off all these people who are saying "Ooh, that's just my preference but why right because that's what you see that's what you consistently see in the movies in the magazines in porn in this fantasy version you're being force fed this image this thing that you actually don't even know right. if it is that you really like because you don't even really know what you really like so like unplug and step away from these apps from pornography figure out what it is that you truly really really like folks are addicted they're being brainwashed so step away unplug from the matrix why not no it makes sense because it's all it all leads to the systems that have been set up for our country it we're in a patriarchal country that favors white men nothing wrong with white men it's just the way the country was set up so that means the ideal of beauty is white when it's not but that's just the way the system of the country was set up and the people who are in power are men which naturally it's not real no but it's just because the systems have been set up that way and what you're saying is so important is because the trickle down has poured all the way down into our psyche develop in affecting mm-hmm. our own personal relationships and we need to challenge it we need to go why do i want to look at this Right. Straight acting buff white man. What is it that makes me like this and not um, the opposite? And you know, I, I just want to speak that it goes even a little bit deeper into the gay community when you are obsessing for, especially if you're looking for this masculine thing. It actually is rooted in internal homophobia. And I'm going to break this down Mm. for you. Um, RuPaul says, you know, when people have been... RuPaul, love you today. RuPaul says that people (laughs) who have been oppressed take on the characteristics of oppressors. And think mm. about this. Like, wi- like, and women can do this too. Minorities can do this too. When it's like, oh, skin like, bleaching. When, well, like, or skin bleaching, or when you're just saying that, like, mm, why, why do you have to act? Like, if you're a black person and maybe and you see some people who are acting quote unquote ghetto, and you're like, why do you have to act that way? You know, mm. essentially, people who have assimilated and are, have gotten success are like, you know, pipe down. Why do you have to act so that way? Because everyone's trying to seems like they're funneling into because you see it on TV. These people who are accepted are these quote unquote normalized, you know, right? Pretty, you know, white people with you know these nine to five jobs or lots of money, and so everyone's trying to be accepted into this thing because ultimately, people want is love, and they're saying, "Oh, to get love, I have to be this," you know. Right. Um, and so, what ends up happening is, is if you've grown up constantly policing yourself for inadvertently just expressing yourself for whoever you are, and maybe you have some feminine qualities um, about yourself, but you've been 
you know, for so long having to fight against who you truly are or, you know, uh uh-oh, people see me or you see the flamboyant kid gets beaten up in school and you're like, that's not me. I don't want that to be me. You're afraid of that, of that being you or people seeing you like that. You know, you don't want to gesticulate too extravagantly. So not talking with your hands too much or your voice too sing-songy or, you know, S's too much or, um, and so you, you teach yourself to hate that in others. So when you see that, it's a constant reminder of that. And you also are saying, you know, no, I'm not like that. I'm different. And so these are all internal signs of homophobia and misogyny. I even catch myself sometimes where I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm being a little too too gay or a little bit too flamboyant. And that's me not being able to truly be myself. That's me policing myself. Because yeah, I you're not embracing think... your feminine side because you've been trained to think that it's a negative aspect. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I think we nothing. need to, like, if you're really, and again, it goes back to, like, if you're saying no femmes, you're eliminating yourself from a, be- a really beautiful human being in person that, that you don't know. And I think there's right. a better, sometimes it's also not what you say, it's how you say it. And to just cut yourself off and say it's just a preference and not take into consideration how someone else might take that in y'all need to we're a community right let orlando bring us you know all together that there was like this is a community thing and 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 sure there's preferences but i just warn against when you say i will never have this you're only eliminating yourself and i'm challenging you that there's some internal homophobia that you probably might need to deal with and you're still caught up in some misogynistic patriarchal bullshit because you, even as a gay man, are saying that there's something wrong with being a woman, that woman is lesser. I don't want to be looked at anything that has anything to do with women. And just remember that gender is actually a societal construct. It is not real aside from the actual physical anatomy, but the things that we associate with the different gender, it's all a construct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Dr. Stephen Turner, a psychiatrist working in central London, said, Many gay men start their adult lives from a place of trauma relating to a difficult childhood filled with rejection and shame. I was just focusing shame. on your accent, James. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not? I was just... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll go back. So Dr. Stephen Turner said... Many gay men start their adult lives from a place of trauma, reflecting a difficult childhood yeah. filled with rejection and shame. He says that Sigmund Freud once described the phenomenon of repetition compulsion, which is the tendency of the subconscious mind to relive the trauma of the past mm. by recreating it in the present. So by recreating this trauma, one can make an attempt to deal with it better the second time around, and in doing so, exercise the sense of disempowerment to which the original trauma mm. gave rise to. The hatred expressed on Grindr creates an atmosphere of hatred online, which surprisingly may in fact be the unhealthy comfort zone of some gay men. It may feel wrong, but subconsciously, it also feels mm. safe and predictable. It's what they do. So essentially, when you're doing this, like, no femmes and all this other stuff, it's bullying. You're essentially, uh, yeah. and because you were once hurt by that, or again, you're afraid of that happening to you, so you're trying to empower yourself. You're actually just dealing with a lot of the trauma that you had with being a gay man. Um, I just want to point to, to all of you, you know, masculine gay bullies out there that, you know, if it wasn't for these, you know, queer, femi, femme, femme gays out there, you would have no pride. 
It's because of these queens and these queers were the ones who were the first ones out there on the line at Stonewall, at all these protests, at all these pride events, because they couldn't hide and their livelihood depended upon it. They weren't able to quote unquote pass and they shouldn't have to because they should be able to be freely who they are. And so now you're able to go out there and, and go out to these pride events or to go out there and, and just live your life and be on this grinder and on this scruff proudly because of the work that they did in the immediate because you were too masculine and too scared or didn't need to come out of the closet. So it's because of them. So maybe give some appreciation before we go out there bullying each other. Damn. And I also want to point out too on the reverse effect, sometimes people can find that, you know, gay men... Um, can be bitchy or queeny or mean. And a lot of that also comes from just the trauma of growing up with being gay. Mm. Um, you build up this armor, you know, you build up this armor when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to let things hurt me. So the, you know, quicker you are with comebacks and put downs um, and to be that sassy person, right. it just allows yourself to not be hurt. So it, we're seeing it on both sides of the spectrum is that, LGBT folks are hurting, and sadly, we're turning that hurt onto each other because we're just trying to get a little bit of that assimilation pie. Mm. And you know what I say? Fuck that pie. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's boring. It's bland. True. Maybe we don't even want pie. I don't want that Maybe pie. Maybe there's something else that we want to create. Mm -hmm. I challenge, why are we all trying to try so hard to assimilate into a culture that doesn't really want us and is kind of a little boring? So embrace your queerness which all of us actually do have yeah fuck these gender binaries fuck all of this like it's 2016 three it's limiting on both sides if you're like trying to just act like a lady right trying to act like a dude embrace the gray embrace the scale amen um oh shit uh-uh <sighs> I think that just took me to all my time, but I had 10 ways that men can be a feminist. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Another ah. long episode. Sorry, I forgot I had more. I just went on a huge tangent. All right, so this is for everybody. 10 ways that guys can be a feminist. I'm going to rattle these off for you. Number one, be a feminist. That's step one. Be a feminist. And be proud of the identity and the term itself. It's not a bad word. Mm. So be a feminist. Number two, recognize that feminism is complicated. It is. There are many different opinions and schools of thought. Um, you got to look at intersectional, intersectional yes. feminism. Thank you. What sex positive means. What's white feminism. Yes. How different folks look at sex work and porn. It's very, very complicated. So just know the picture. Thank you. Number three. Listen, listen, listen. Just like Beyonce sang, listen. Because yeah. we live in a patriarchal society, mm -hmm. which uh, raises men to be confident and to believe that their opinions are always valuable. So our goal is to end the oppression of women. So sometimes just listen. Yeah, thank you. And, because you know, I once got into a Facebook argument a long time ago with somebody who was trying to explain feminism to me and wasn't listening. First. Wasn't listening to me talk about intersectional feminism and it was a man so they need to listen women have dealt with the effects of patriarchy patriarchy so respect their opinions and um even if you don't agree or understand it 
like don't fight it because it's it's their truth and I would say this goes for any allyship like something I might say about my experience as a black man might not make sense to you or you don't understand it or you don't agree that's okay you have not lived my personal mm-hmm. life and I'm telling you things based on my personal experience and women are the same way number four Aneke was just talking about this beware of intersections and I don't mean the crosswalks so there are many different forms of oppression in our society Mm -hmm. so many women experience more than one so remember you know you know women of color um earn less money than not only white men but also white women too number five don't put men's issues first Toxic masculinity. Mm. There's nothing wrong with masculinity. It's just when it becomes toxic of like saying that it's superior to femininity or that, you know, anything girly is bad. Like the Ghostbusters trailer is rated the number one worst thing on YouTube because it's all ladies. That's ridiculous. That is your misogyny and patriarchal bullshit happening. Because if they had recast it with a bunch of dudes, they would have been they fine with not it. Been all this outrage. Dudes would have been fine with it. There'd been like a little bit like, you know, oh, keep it the same, but it not like angry people want to take to the streets about this and again when you are just focusing on just trying to be masculine it's really limiting your interest your self-expression your way to experience life and your emotions and you're going to be more likely to kill yourself so toxic masculinity can uh be dangerous just remember men you're not sexually assaulted at the same rate as women um or experiencing domestic violence you don't earn less money you don't have a harder time in attending political or you don't have a harder time attaining political office or leadership you're not discounted for hysteria and men don't have numerous laws controlling their bodies except for sodomy right which is still illegal in some states and they're not judged for their matching pantsuits because did you (laughs) All the news can talk about when Hillary Clinton and who was it? What's her name? Elizabeth Warren were on stage together. All they could talk about yeah. was their, they happened to wear blue matching pantsuits. But that's what dudes look like all the time when they're running mates. They're wearing the same black suit. Well, they're, yeah, we're not running mates. But even when they're running against each other, just all wearing black suits with maybe a red tie. And no one says anything. They talk about what they talked about, not their fashion. So think about that, y'all. Number six, challenge other men. A lot of times folks look at women like they're crazy or that like when they're, or or women don't feel like they're comfortable speaking up, but men don't have that problem. So men challenge other men in ways that women can't, you know, sexist attitudes are not okay. Mm. Number seven, be there for your young female friends, partner, coworkers, et cetera. Pay attention to the women in your life. If they're coming with you with a problem, take it seriously If they want to complain, just listen. If they ask for your help, speak up, do it. If they don't want you to handle it, let them handle it themselves. Just support the ladies. Treat them like people, because we're people. They're people, too. Surprise, (laughs) women are people. Um, Number eight, vote. Politicians are still demonizing women's productive health care, and they make sexist comments, so don't vote for any of these asshats. If they're saying any of this shit, don't vote for them, because if you are voting for right. them, you're saying you do not support people, because women are people. Exactly. You're only, yeah. So support Planned Parenthood, support ending violence against women, go out there and vote, and also like stop watching television shows that are misogynistic. Hella, like, rapey. I was looking at you, Game of Thrones, but apparently you changed it up this season, so... They actually took the notes this season, which is good. Which is great. Like, I'm glad that everyone spoke up and said, we're not going to accept this anymore, and it changed it up. Right, and they listened. They listened, yes. So good job, Game of Thrones. I'll give it to you, then. Um, Don't Mm -hmm. overstep, number nine. Don't overstep. Um, 
there's this great quote about not overstepping, and I think this works for all allyships. So um, Lady of Power episode on Citizen Radio um, described it as um, being an ally means just pretend you're an intern. Like, what would you do if you were an intern? Uh... You would hang out, take notes, listen, speak up when somebody asks you to, and go get a coffee. You That's would good. you would not try to hold meetings on your own, write evaluations for staff, dictate strategy, right. or expect to be part front and center. Um, folks with social privilege gravitate to this sort of position, so resist yes. it. You are the intern as an ally, as a dude. I am an intern to the feminist movement. Like I'm an intern. Mm-hmm. So, isn't that a great? I love it. That's so good because that's how I feel for um, LGBTQ issues. Right. Like, I need to just take a step back and listen. And I even like to go get a coffee because it even means, like, go do something nice for those people who are suffering oppressions that you don't understand. Like, just go do something nice for them just because, you know, they're experiencing... I like a coffee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're people. They like coffee, too. Number 10. Yes. Accept that these problems are bigger than you. I get it. We can't, you want to fix it all, but we just can't. And if it was an easy way to solve these problems, it would have already been done. So just think about like, you know, you talk about this all the time, the small things that you can do on a daily basis, all of these things on here, you can live these, um, donate, volunteer with a women's advocacy group, especially like, Ooh, damn, what a great guy, you know, this straight dude volunteering at this women advocacy group. But remember guys, this is not a dating service. But right. but you would probably get laid. But just don't let that be don't let that be your initial why you're doing it. But you'll probably get laid because they'll be like, look at this guy. It's not good. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it's, just, it's a possibility. But don't let that be your reason. So those are my ten. I'm sorry, I forgot I had those. And this like went on. I went on this huge rant, rant about um, femininity. Like the I had to defend my femmes out there in the LGBT community. Yeah. All a little bit family. We need to love each other and support one another and let's try and cut out self-hating behavior. Yeah. And it's learned. Take down the patriarchy. Burn the bras. <laughs> no, actually, let's keep the bras. Okay. If you need help like burning support. your bra, let me know. And if you or you if you want to handle it on your own or you don't want me to talk about it and you just want a coffee while you wear your bra, let me know. I'm here to help. Just listen oh, okay. when, I, when I say I want to keep my bras and buy another bra, maybe. Did you want a coffee? But if or somebody else wants you? to not wear a bra, okay. that's their prerogative. That's their they probably prerogative. got tiny titties and they can get away with it. But that's a whole nother issue. Wow. And okay, there was some venom on that. I guess we'll talk about that next week. Tiny titties. Next week on Minority Corner. <laughs> that's it, though. There's, you know tiny titties you don't have to wear a bra you just get to kind of walk around with hard nipples and look sexy don't fail you smart librarian lady okay Yes, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. And, okay, and I think that the House of Representatives listened to our episode last week and we were like, y'all need to do something. And then they did. Yes. The House of Representatives did a sit-in because, you know, the Republicans were like, 
bye, we're leaving for the summer. <laughs> we're not going to pass any bills. And the Democrats were like, hold up, uh-uh. We trying to get some gun legislation passed. And not even, like, a lot of gun legislation passed. Just, like, something. It was something really basic. Something. It was something very simple right. and basic. Just something so... Because the... 90% of Americans are in favor of some sort of gun regulations and laws. And for just gun sense sort of laws. 90% of Americans are... And the House of that's a lot of people. Yes, the, and that's the constituents <laughs> of the House of Representatives. The people that they represent are saying we want this, right? Right. So John Lewis, who is amazing, he and my best friend. Your best what? No, John Lewis. No, remember I met him last year. Oh my God, that's right. So I bet the was he was you like were you texting him as he was doing the sit in? Yes, I actually um, passed along our podcast. I was we were having our midnight <gasps> chats as we do in our pajamas over Skype. Oh wait, you're kidding! I for a minute thought this <laughs> was serious. <laughs> no, not at all. No, but real talk like, though, <laughs> I did meet him last okay. year when he was on his book tour for his graphic novel March. Right. Go check it out. It's all about his march oh, yeah. on Selma. Um, he is amazing. And but his John wife Lu- is a librarian. But he- oh, she's practically like your sister. I know, he told me that. Um, So he led a sit-in on the House floor, and they mm. were pretty much like, I think it lasted for like 25 hours, and they were like, Damn. no bill, no break. Wow. No bill, no break. And then all the Republicans were like, bye, <laughs> and they still left. <laughs> but you have like Nancy Pelosi and just everybody just sitting there. Elizabeth Warren. Like, just, Elizabeth Warren, everyone just chilling out, and they're like, all right, we're going to be here. And it just was appreciative <laughs> to see like, the government actually doing something. Right. Like, I Because I called them out. I said last week, I was like, y'all are useless. Mm. Y'all don't do nothing. And they, they heard. Mm-hmm. And um, so this one is all about John Lewis because MTV did an article pretty much called Don't Fuck With John Lewis. <laughs> and here's the reason why. <laughs> okay. So I have 10 and they could be true or they could be false. I might have changed them up. 10? I have 10 things. They could be true. They could be false. So you're just going to, we're going to roll through true or false. And I just, um, okay, I say a, it. Okay. Is this, a, is this a true thing about John Lewis or not? Because everybody needs to know about John Lewis. If you don't know about John Lewis, you're going to know some stuff about it. So, Aneke, are you ready? Yes. He has a strong handshake. It's true. Okay. That was the first one. John Lewis. <laughs> no, I was going to say John Lewis has the handshake of um, a ladybug. That is false. That's correct. He has a very strong handshake. Yep, that's right. Number two, or number one, really. Yeah. Born, he was born in Troy, Alabama at the height of Jim Crow. That's true. Yep, he has been in it. He has been through all it. Like, he, he's been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, true or false? True or false? He was four when he attended his first, first march demanding that the Supreme Court end segregation. That is false. True. No, I know you wanted that to believe. Like, imagine like a little four-year-old him know, with his fist pumping in the air. I know, I know. I wanted to say false, but then, oh man, you got you just, me. You just had the image in your head. You were like, he's so got cute. And of course, he started early age. No, but he was 14 years old when the Supreme Court ruled against segre- ruled that segregation was unconstitutional. So this oh. man has been alive through all like this time in America. Like all he's, this shit. He is all this shit. Number three. Um. He was the youngest chairman of the Student Nonviolent Committee and the youngest speaker at the March on Washington. That's true. It is true. He was 23, so that is true, yeah. And he had a backpack. Um, And he had a back problem. No, backpack. Oh, cute. I would have that, too. And the reason I know this is because when he was on his book tour for the graphic novel March, he went to Comic-Con in cosplay as himself. (laughs) The good man. See, he's literally my favorite human being. I just want to hang out with him and Jesse Williams. That's my dream dinner. 
Oh, him, man. Jesse Williams, Oprah Winfrey, Obama, Janet Jackson. Okay, now just, it's a lot of people. Can it's you even imagine? Dinner. Can you I would even die. imagine? I would open up my doors. I would open them up, like, because it's two big double doors. Yeah, I mean. And I would say, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome. And I would just pass out and die. I know. That would be, <laughs> be my last moment, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> my last moment. Okay, number uh, four. Lewis was a strong advocate for to do whatever the fuck it takes action, i.e. violent action when necessary. False. I forgot you knew him. Like, I'm not going to be able to get you at this one. I had to just pull a random stuff. Like, he once um, had a dog named McCainine or something. P.S. I don't really know him. I just met him once for like two seconds. Let the viewers know. That's true. Um, you know him more than I do. Uh, true. I mean, yeah, false. Pi- he was a pioneer of sit-ins in Nashville, Tennessee, which those sit-ins were intense. Have you ever seen the movie The Butler? It's crazy the shit fucked that those up. folks had to go through. I know. Um, so up. he was a huge pro- proponent of non-violent uh, action. Um, and he talks about how they would just you know, be sitting there doing their homework or just, and there's all kind of getting shit thrown at them. Like, it's insane. Again, y'all, stones throw away from, like, our light, like, some of y'all remember, I mean, we might have some older listeners, you know. Yeah, this that. was, like, a generation ago. Like, come on. This yeah, was really this was, close. like, yesterday, mm-hmm. practically. Number five, true or false, he managed to escape unsa- unscathed for Bloody Sunday. That's true. Um, no, false. He oh. uh, got attacked during Bloody Sunday oh, uh, by the Alabama State Troopers. He had a full-on skull fracture. Oh, my God. Bloody Sunday was nuts. That's, oh, God. But, yeah. Look yeah. it up, everybody. You'll be surprised <laughs> yeah, if you what don't you know. read. I, again, like, these are things that, like, I didn't really know bloody, about Bloody Sunday. Like, the full, I knew about it, but when I saw Selma, I saw the full scope of, like, how crazy that shit was. Like, Horrible. and that was, like, one of the moments, and that, it being televised was what, like, really got people to see, like, this is the reality of what's happening in our country, the violence. It's not just, like, oh, they can't swim in our pools. It's, like, full-on death Brutality. Violence. Brutality. Number six, of the big six, Dr. Martin Luther King... James Farmer, A. Philip Randolph, Roy Wilkins, oh, Winnie Young. Lewis is the last one. He's the only one alive. That's true. Yep, he's the last one of the big six still alive. Number seven, in 1961, he um, he was attacked in a whites-only waiting room at the Greyhound station. And then in 2009, he was given the opportunity to forgive his attacker on national te- television. And he, had, he declined, saying, fuck you, whitey. Well, that's false. <laughs> Damn it! I thought I had you with that one. I'm surprised you didn't add in a motherfuckers in there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I misquoted. I'm sorry. He said, "Fuck you, whitey motherfuckers." With a Z. Yeah, you're right. False. He forgave his attacker on national television. Not oh, no wow. forgiveness. Damn. Number eight, he's never been arrested. That's false. Hella false. He's been arrested so many times. In fact, even most recently in 2006, 2009, and 2013, he was arrested for protesting against genocide in Darfur and Sudan. Wow. And immigration. Man, still even up until today, That's why he's still he was, active. And he was like, y'all, we're going to just sit down. We're going to sit this. We're going to do this old school style. He's like, I know what to do. We're going to have a little sit in. And I would trust him. Yeah. Um, number nine, he was the earliest supporter of LGBTQ non-discrimination legislation and defender of LGBTQ rights because he, too, is a homosexual. Well, that's false. I know he's married to a lady who's a librarian. 
<laughs> I forgot you knew him very well. True. But everything... Well, okay, yeah, he's not gay, but everything else I said was true. Oh, that's um, good. That's ha- That makes me happy. Yeah. And in fact, what I... You know, you might get that confused with Bayard Rustin, who was the right-hand man to Martin Luther King, and he was a homosexual... Mm-hmm. Um, and I say homosexual because that's how they called them back then. And now we just say gay. But back then they were all referred to as homosexuals. Like, I don't really say, like, we're black, gay, and homosexual. <laughs> I feel like homosexual and African-American are, like, business-ass terms. <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. You know? Yes, like, oh, are you a homosexual, African-American homosexual? Like, right? Like, when somebody says African-American to me, I'm like... Wow, you had to think on that to say that. <laughs> and you weren't sure what to what to say. You were uncomfortable. Yeah. So you went with like the safe default. Yeah. They they're like, I don't know, I don't know what you guys say now. So um, yeah. homosexual. But I love that uh, John Lewis said, "You cannot tell people they cannot fall in love. Uh-huh. Why do you want to destroy the love same sex same sex couples hold in their hearts? Why do you want to crush their hopes, their dreams?" And I love reading this because I think that there's a miss. There's just a, there's a misconception that, you know, black folks are homophobic and especially Mm. like black powerful leaders. Like Reverend Al Sharpton was at the NYC pride parade. That's awesome. Wearing a pink ass t-shirt. He's there. So there's a misconception about that and it's just how they continue to paint it. Like this guy is like one of the major black leaders in the U.S. government. I mean, Mm -hmm. next to Obama. (laughs) Well, yeah. But even even Obama's like, hey, gay folks, you are people, you're awesome. He's like the first person, the first president to acknowledge our presence in the State of the Union address. So I just want to debunk that theory and that myth that uh, the homophobia of, like, it's there, but there are black leaders who are all about it. So I just wanted to lift that up. That's good. Yeah, because that is a big that's a big thing that people tend to try and pit groups against each other. And I feel mm-hmm. like like what happened with um Prop 8 in California, um it Black folks got blamed for that. Yeah, when it was really Mormons in Utah who were yeah, um targeting black that. communities in the Bay Area. Yeah, and don't do that because that's and uh, you can't target us because first of all, I'm just going to put this, we didn't really vote. Because we have a low voter turnout, so I'm gonna throw that. Don't put that over on us, folks. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We're a small. We are a minority of the population, and even that minority of the population was a very small minority of the vote. Second of all, there's so many political things, and hella black folks can't even vote because most of them have been in a lot of them, not most, but hella of them have been in prison, which means you can't even vote. Right, which we talked about in so the past episode. Yeah, so there's just hella shit, and mo- a lot of black folks work so much, they couldn't even get the day off to go even vote, or get an hour or two to go and vote. Right. So there's just a lot of, like, don't come out with that mess. It's just bullshit. Take that mess and go away. Always so, look at the, uh, the hiding forces behind it, and people don't come after us about black um, Mormons because that is a new invention of the 70s. <laughs> Because, because, I mean, I'm telling the truth thought, that Brigham Young University started only allowing black people to be Mormon because they needed better sports teams. This mm-hmm. is a true thing. Look it up. Before that, Mormons believed that when you were born, you had a conversation with the devil, a, a, a feat of wits, and if you lost, you were black. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and black Mormon people, I just. Uh, we need to re- I, Operation Rescue. Hey. You gotta get him out of that guy. I don't... Hey, if they're happy... If you're happy... All right, I'll I leave don't... it alone. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I don't There's know. A, we have so many causes as there is. I just... <laughs> uh, 
Just look at the history of this, you know. Yeah, just do some research. Thing. Do a little research. All right, well, good quiz, Aneke. Eh? You got... What? Um, we got through them already? Time. Oh, you wanted more. Yeah, that was it. Oh, wow, I got settled in, James. You took yeah. me for a ride, and I was comfortable. <laughs> on a John Lewis ride. That's what happens when you're on the don't fuck with John Lewis train. Don't fuck with him, because he's still doing <laughs> shit. Fuck you up. He's not a player. He just crushes a lot. He doesn't, fuck, he doesn't fuck a lot. He does the edited version. I appreciate you for that, John Lewis. I'm Jesse Thorne, the host of Bullseye. Bullseye's your guide to what's good in pop culture. Every week, I'll sit down with people like Elvis Costello, Elizabeth Banks, and Spike Lee to talk about their creative work and their lives. Find your new favorite TV show, book, movie, or album and gain new insights into the things you already love. That's Bullseye. For MaximumFun.org and NPR. Wrap it up. Wrapping it up. Wrap it up. Stay safe out there. Wrap it up. Wrap it wrap up. It up. So, Aneka, before we wrap it up, I wanted to just uh, throw it up to some ladies who are doing it up. Ooh, okay. Who are we giving big ups to? So I prophesized this when I talked about that Fox TV show about a woman going to the Major League Baseball League. Yes, Monet Davis, right? Right, but it's not her. Um, this is there are two <laughs> ladies who've been signed on to um, a major league baseball team. I don't know if this is like major. Oh, league I saw baseball. this. I don't know. Is this if the it's, minor leagues? I think it's it, minor leagues. It, oh well, I read this wrong. Well, because <laughs> I was at the Sonoma Stompers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sonoma Stompers. All right, well, baby steps. We're almost there. Um, so are there they, has, is it now a co-ed team? Well, yeah, it's not a co-ed team. That's and there tight. hasn't been a co-ed professional baseball team in this league since three women played in the 1950s for the ne- Negro Leagues. Hell yeah, black women. Black women were doing it. And then the league was disbanded. And then they were like, where do we go? And they were like, shut up. Basically. So, Listen, all right? <laughs> Y'all need to listen. So, um, female pitchers, I don't know how to say her name. It's LLA Borders and Eri Yoshida. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. no. Those were the last two girls uh, in 2010. This is a confusing article. So, apparently, there were two girls who did it in 2010. But now there's these two girls who were the first since the 1950s. It was late when I was doing my research. This is amazing. Anyways, big props to Kelsey Whitmore, 17. She's an outfielder and a pitcher. And Stacey Piagno. Uh, who's 25, yeah. pitcher and infielder. So Good for you guys. I'm, like, impressed. I've always, I was always pretty good at baseball, but terrible at catching. I can hit a ball. Oh. Once I was on a dodgeball team, co-ed Ooh. dodgeball team, we were called Get the Thunder Snakes, and I was called Ooh. Thunder Thigh because I caught the dodgeball between my thighs. Not nice. once, not twice, but thrice. Damn, them and some strong legs. I'm just thinking about how I can make money off of this. Nutcracker. You know I all, You know I see you and I'm always just like cha-ching. I just see dollar signs with you. I'm, like, I'm just walking on two dollar signs right now. skills and talents. You're like a stage <laughs> mom to me. Oh, I am your stage mom. Don't you forget. I am your uh, Dina Lohan and I am just going to ride you to the bank. So, um, also, just really quick before we leave, Whoopi Goldberg, I'm side-eyeing you. Uh-oh, why? She had What's going on with her? crazy things to say after the Jesse Williams speech and on The View. Sunny Houston, who's this, you know, she's 
sometimes she's trying to hold it down for, you know, people of color, and Whoopi just comes on saying some crazy stuff. You oh, never books. know where Raven Simone is going to be. She actually wasn't even there on the episode, so I don't even know where she was. I don't think she's on the show anymore. Oh, well, damn. Because um, Sunny Houston, like, sometimes she's very, like, she comes from, like, a journalist standpoint, so she's very careful in how she says things. And, like, Whoopi just, like, shut down a lot of the stuff that Sunny Houston was but saying. Wait, James. About Jesse Williams' speech. Um, I don't even know who Sunny Wilson is. Sunny Houston, first of oh. all. Um, she's on The View now. No one knows who she is, but she just <laughs> always gets shut down by Whoopi Goldberg anytime she speaks out about, like, black issues and stuff. <laughs> That's her claim to fame. Oh, you mean that girl that Whoopi's always shutting down in The View? Oh, who yeah, was the I guy that her. you slipped in on that song Hands earlier? They need to... <laughs> oh, Teddy Williams or Taryn? Nobody knows. Teddy Williams. Sunny, Teddy Williams. <laughs> and... Any, Cassandra Houston and Cassandra Davis um (laughs) you know them they got great albums they just slipped their names in they just got onto the record and were like hey I'm on here too so anyways Whoopi was like when the subject of appropriation um because Jesse Williams called out appropriation of like you know you're stealing black culture but not loving black lives and you know then there was this conversation of um and then Joy got the guy who sang Tutti Frutti all wrong and so you can't even remember you know their yeah little Richard. anyways yeah she was like james brown and it was like no, no. and because J- he came out tutti frutti and sang it all soulful and then some white dude came out and was like tutti frutti <laughs> and joy was and then joy was but joy was like but it's different now like everything's different now and then it's the uh, same wh- and it's pat boone is the one that sang tutti frutti after little richard Oh, see, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then Whoopi was like, yeah, well, but black women are, you know, getting these blonde weaves and they're getting this blonde hair and they're appropriating white culture. And then she was like, and then Usher, he picked up, you know, Justin Bieber, a white rapper. First of all, (laughs) Justin Bieber's not a rapper. And... And Cause so, she, so she's like, she's saying like, oh we're God. all appropriating is what she's it saying. It is not. But it's called that self-hate like we were just talking about. It's called assimilating and it's not right. the same thing. You cannot appropriate the dominant culture stuff because you're not in, 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 in power and in dominance. And it's not the same right. thing. Like exactly. some folks are just trying to assimilate so they can get some love. Right. Whoopi, I'm just, I'm just done. I just think it's so sad. She's, she's, she's a, a rich great... woman who's out of touch. Yeah. And let us never forget her and Ted Danson wore black and white face to the Oscars and thought that shit was funny. So and it was not. Nope. Well, <laughs> another great episode. <laughs> you know what? You're about to start your day. And, and I'm going to start like, my day I'm going to bed. P.S. I love slash confused, mystified by this whole time change thing. It's just like crazy to me to wrap my brain around. Like oh, yeah. when we were scheduling this, James was like, are we still on for this time? And he was like, all right, good night. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's it's 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to bed, so I was well-rested for this. And it's crazy, too, because the uh, the sun refuses to set here in Amsterdam. So I already have the jet lag thing. And yeah. then, like, the sun sets around 11 o'clock, and I'm thinking, like, oh, good, it's, like, maybe 6 p.m. And then my boyfriend's, like, half an hour later, ready for bed? I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> sun just went down. So we have to make our room, and he's got these, like, cave curtains that just shut out all light, which oh, can be crazy. dangerous. Because then you're, like, you're like a vampire. You just never... Because you could just stay in there forever. So. This is bizarre to me. Oh, man. The world of travels. Yeah. Well, keep living it up like you're Patty LaBelle. I am gonna live it up. Na, 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 na.
up, luck paddle bail, and have a great week, y'all. You too. Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.